0: series that we're in right now is called Faith That Overcomes. It's a, it's um, all out of the book of James. James was the half-brother of Jesus, and, um, and it's been really good so far. And I hope to uh, expound on that today and, and keep it moving forward. Um, uh, excited to... Um, about James and all that he has to say, because he's just kind of like playing in your face. And so I like that, that he just like hits us right where we are. And so our, um, the name of my message today is how to put your faith in action, how to put your faith in action. So this is a scripture that, um, that is the key for our um, message today. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough, unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So often uh, we have our faith out there for things that aren't manifesting because the problem is that faith by itself isn't enough. It's dead and useless without works and good deeds that come along with it. So do you guys know what a mimosa tree is? you haven't seen most of the trees around here, they're the, they look like this. So they are the pink, they have the little pink plumes on the leaves and stuff like that. You see them by the, way, by the wayside. You'll probably see about 14 of them on your way home today, just because I said that. You can see they're not in bloom right now. They're actually seeding. Um, but but they are, they're beautiful and they're all over the place. However, in Puerto Rico, do I have any Puerto Ricans in here today? Okay. So in Puerto Rico, they're orange and they're really beautiful. And um, so we were there on a mission trip the, a couple of years ago. And uh, most of you, some of you were uh, with us, uh, not most of you. I would love it if most of you were on the mission trip with me a couple years ago. But some of you were there. I'm seeing some of the missionaries that were there at the time. We came, we went to uh, build up, rebuild some houses from um, Maria, Hurricane Maria. And so we were there a couple of years ago. And I had the opportunity that my mom and dad came on the mission trip with me. And so after 20 years of going on missions, um, different places, I had the opportunity for my mom and dad to be there. So I was so excited that they were on this trip. So while we were there, my dad um, took one of the seed pods from from the From the ground because they grow. It's like a their seeds are like a whole pod thing and there's like seeds all through it. So if you open it up, there's like six or eight seeds on the inside. So he brought he brought one of those back. Okay, so I know whether or not that is allowed or not. Karen's don't come for me. Okay, so it wasn't me that did it. Okay, (laughs) so um, so he. He brought them home, and I, I didn't know. He, he did show them to me. I forgot about them, stuff like that. So then he planted all of them in little, in little pots. And so um, it'd been a little while and stuff like that. So they came to see me. They live in uh, Western North Carolina. Hi, Mom and Dad, if you're watching today. And um, so they uh, live like three hours away. So they came to see me, and they brought me one of those. So Dad brought me one, and it looks like this. And so he got it started and brought the little pots and stuff like that. He gave it to me and I was like, Oh, this is so cool. a, uh, one of the mimosa trees from Puerto Rico. I hope that it blooms. It's going to be orange instead of pink. All the ones that are here are pink. And so, um, so he brought me this and I would take, I, mean, I took care of it the best that I knew how. So this one is sitting out. So when it was, when it was uh, warm outside, I would take it outside. This is sitting on my deck. And then when it got cold or it was just too cold, I'd bring it inside and put it next to the heater and stuff like that. So, but the thing was, is that um, after a little while, see, the thing is, is I do not have a green thumb. I have succulents and air plants because they thrive on neglect. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's what I have in my life. And that's what I can keep alive. Okay. So I'm like doing the best I can. You know, this is the only other plant that I have. I'm trying to keep it alive. I do have one, one orchid, but you only have to give it an ice cube once a week. So that's, that kind of goes in the whole thing of, you know, it thrives on neglect. So we're, we're in good shape here. So I'm like trying to keep this alive and everything like that. And so I, I did what I knew how to do. Sometimes I watered it. Sometimes I overwatered it. Sometimes I didn't water it enough and stuff like that. So, um, so my dad, after a little while, they come to visit. I don't know, one of the times they come to visit, stayed with me for the weekend or something like that. So they came and um, my dad said, would you look at that, it's alive. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, all the other ones that I planted are dead. And I was like, oh cool, oh cool, oh gosh, what am I gonna do? I have so now I have the only one that's alive out of all of them? like." Like, he's entrusted me to the only one that's alive. And you got to understand that I love my daddy. And what is important to him is important to me. So now I am tasked with keeping the only one that he brought back is alive. I was like, do you, do you want to take it home with you? And he's like, no, 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 you keep it. I got it for you. And I'm like, okay, all right. So then they leave and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to keep this thing alive. I mean, it's the only one that he brought back out of all of them that is still alive and so I did what I knew how to do and I would sit it outside and forget about it and there's no holes in the bottom of this pot and it would like get too much water in it and it would start to turn yellow and then I would brought it back in and I would put it by the, by the heater and, and put it in the window so it would have sunlight and in the heat you know it's like Puerto Rican heat coming through the vents you know trying to give it some tropics to keep it alive and all this kind of stuff so then, uh, then I tried to do the best I can then over the winter it looked like this <laughs> After all of that work, this is what now, if what you don't know is this, this little tiny bit of tiny, this little plume right here is green on top. I had to find a picture that, um, that we took at the fan. Uh, this is in my dining room, and so I tried to find a picture of it in the background because what I'm gonna take a picture of this, I'm not proud of it, I don't want my daddy to know. He does now, dad. If you're watching, I'm so sorry that you have to hear this story now, however. Um, but this is what it looked like like all winter and then I was like no I was walking by and I was like you will live and not die <laughs> I have faith He said you will live." I'm breathing oxygen on it I'm trying to do everything I got some miracle grow I said you will live and not die in Jesus name I believe and I'm speaking in, uh, that you are going to live in Jesus name <laughs> okay so then but the thing is is that it, the pot was too small, i didn't know that, so faith without works is dead, so I'm speaking to it i'm believing that this plant is going to live i'm speaking the right things over it, but th- the pot was too small it didn't have a, it didn't have the um the the holes in the bottom of it it couldn't it couldn't breathe and stuff like that so um I did something I put my faith and put some works to it. I spoke to it so My husband helped me put it in a big pot and it's in this big pot now. It's like this big. Okay, so we put it in this pot. The little green went away. It died. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So now we have this big pot full of soil and there's a stick in it. I was like, this must look ridiculous to all of the, all of the Amazon drivers that come in. They're like, what? There's a stick in a pot. It looks like my grandchildren just stuck a stick in a pot. And I'm like, but every time we would leave the house, it was out on my porch because now it's too big to put in the window. And so I'm like, I'm speaking to that plant. Jesus, that you will live and not die. I'm just breathing oxygen on it every time. I was like, you, you have to live. And so I'm speaking, I'm doing everything. I'm still watering. We put it out in the rain and stuff like that. And then one thing that I did was like, I saw this, you know, like usually when you if, if something's broken off or twigged or, or something like that, I, you know, it, skin, it usually grows something from it. So I even took my little fingernails and I like skinned a couple places on the bark and stuff like. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not. If you if you know anything about plants, I don't. Remember, my plants thrive on neglect. Okay, so I, but I did that. You know what? There's a little shoot came out of the end of it. On the, on the side, and then it started to grow again. I was like, yes, we have action. It is coming through. <laughs> I'm putting my action, my faith out there, but I'm doing something with it because faith without works is dead. So then, after a little while, I'm like, yes, this is what it looks like now yes I'm so proud of this plant daddy see I didn't kill it so if you're watching see it looks awesome now doesn't it okay so it's out there and I was like man I could get captured because this pot this looks like a little pot this pot's this big around so it was hard for me to even like pick it up I brought it in from the storm if you guys got storms I was like yeah this can't die I'm having a sermon illustration about this we got to bring you in from the hurricane yesterday I was like you are not gonna break any of my little limbs off of this and like that that would be terrible to add that to the story but I didn't have to so it's all good so this is like and it's growing all of these shoots, in, and now it's like, so now I'm like, yes, so every time I leave the house and it's out there on the porch, I put it out on this table, right out by, uh, I have to walk by, it. anytime I leave the house, and I'm like, yes, you're doing good, little plant. You can go all the way. I'm like breathing oxygen on it as much as I can, and it's doing awesome. And look, like even in the last couple of, even in the last week, I'll say in the last week, look at the top. It's already grown this extra little shoot here, and another one that just grew out this week, and another one that's on the way. And it's doing really well because I put some action with what I was speaking over. It is thriving now. And I speak to it. I cheer it on. It has all that. I'm like, okay, so then my future plans is, okay, just in case mom and dad, daddy, could you just close your eyes, close your ears for a minute, just do la la for a minute. And just what I want to do is I want to take the pot back to my parents' house and I want to plant it outside his window so he can see it. And so that it can grow up so he can see it. Because he was really excited about it. It's the only one that's alive. And I want to get it really good and healthy and take it and plant it for him. So don't tell him. If you know my daddy, don't tell him. Mom, tell him he can open up his ears now, okay? All right. So then the scripture that we have today is in James chapter 2. And it says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Okay? So, your works justify you to people, not to God. Okay? Um, so, this paper, just, this, this is represents your faith. I'm gonna do an illustration here. Okay, so this represents your faith, this piece of paper, okay? So faith without works is dead. And if I try to share or show my faith to others and I have nothing to show for it, they can't see it, okay? So I show my faith by my works. My faith doesn't justify me before God, but it allows everyone to see what my faith really is. So we see this in Romans chapter 4, verse two and three, it says, if his good deeds, he's talking talking about Abraham here, if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteousness because of his faith. Okay, so, because we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. Works does not save us or anything like that. But our works by faith are for people to see. It's what they see. And that helps us through. So, we are saved by grace. We don't get there by works. But our works mean something. Okay, so, so here we go. This is our faith. All right, and these little pebbles, I have some little pebbles here, and this represents like all of life's struggles that come at you. And so if our faith is like this and we don't put our works with it, then the struggles in life crush us immediately. So just one, one little struggle. How many of you have more than one struggle? <laughs> okay, so there's just just one, and now we're crushed under it. Now it's dead, okay? So let's just think about that. By our works. So let's talk about works for a minute. Hey, you guys came to church today, and so you came to hear the Word, and you came, you started the first part of your week out, so that's a work, so we'll put a fold there. And then maybe you had your quiet time with God, you had your devotions with God um, this week. So now, there, there you go, so that's, that's a kind of work. So now, when you have your faith here, then, oh, look at that. Just a couple of them, and that's not quite enough. I'm not, I don't mean to throw it at you, Mike. It's okay. You can keep that one. All right? So, just, it'll hold maybe one, but not more than that. Okay? So, then, let's let's take a look at that. The more I exercise my faith and what I'm doing, my works, the stronger I get and the more that I can overcome before I break. Okay? So, let's add to that. Let's add to, I'm going to growth track. Okay? All right? Let's add that. Or... um going to the next steps table afterwards to find out what your next steps is. Or volunteering on a team here at church. So that, you're adding that work there. So let's, let's add that. Or being a part of a meetup. So let's, let's add being a part of a meetup. You're building community, building relationships, um, sharing your faith, and, or doing outreach with um, Raleigh Dream Center. So we've got all of these things now. So now we've got, we've got some things there to make our faith stronger. So now when we do that, then all of life's struggles we begin to be able to handle more all the stuff that happens in your life, you know problems with uh, your kids, uh, and then your struggles with parents, or maybe you uh, have you know a boss that thing is happening at work or whatever my, my boss, I have a great boss, so there's no <laughs> no problems there. but maybe your boss is not as awesome as my boss so. Yeah, and so now look at all of these struggles that you can handle because now you've put your faith, you've exercised that, you've made it stronger. And now you can handle all of those things, okay? Because of these works that exercise my faith, I'm stronger. So, James 2.22, you see his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. So it makes our faith complete when we do that, to add those things and and then um, let's read um, 23. Let's keep reading here. Verse 23 says, "And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteousness because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God because of his faith, not because of his works. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, what we do, not by faith alone." Rahab, the prostitute, is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely um, away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So, Um, Joshua, this is a story in the Bible, and and he gives us this example here in James of what happened in the Old Testament, is that Joshua sent two spies into Jericho, and they came to Rahab, and Rahab was a prostitute there, and she lived on the wall where she could see everybody coming in and going, and she hid them, and she was a Canaanite, so she she could have been uh, put to death because she took a huge risk by hiding them they could have killed her right away and but she said i believe that your god is the one true god and no matter what happens to me i am putting my faith into action by giving you a place to hide. And that's what she did. She gave them a place to hide and she and her family were the only survivors and James has given us that example of there. And then also Rahab comes down through the lineage of Jesus. And so um, she's a very important part of that. And it's a really good example for us to look at. And so faith without works is dead. So maybe you're saying, okay, so I, I believe you. I understand what you're saying. So how how do I apply this? What am I supposed to do with this information? That's one thing I always love about this church is that if we don't just give you something like woohoo, let's go for it. But, but what are you going to do on Monday morning when things are coming your way? When all of these life struggles are happening to you? Let's see, you know, all a couple more things on there. All the things that are happening. Are you going to be able to hold it? or Are you going to fall apart? Of what are, what is happening? So you might have the faith out there that that for a promotion or for um, for a new Job. What did you do to exercise your faith to get there? You can control. Um, what you do. You can control if you apply for the job. You can control if you put yourself up for the promotion. Unless you do something, you can speak to it all that you want to. It's about what did you do to put along with it. You you can put in the work so that you are the obvious choice for for the promotion. You can do your research on the company that you're interviewing with and kind of figure out what it is that you should say or how you want to answer the questions or run through it with somebody and just, you know, have them read your body language. There's all kinds of things that you can do to be ready for it ahead of time so what did you do you can have faith out there for um for uh, for your kids and you can say i want my kids to grow up like blank or i want my kids to be blank you can fill in the blank so what are you doing now to get there children are arrows in the hands of parent warriors and you guys are the warrior so what are you aiming them at what is it that you're doing Um, This um, quote, I've heard Pastor Micah say this for more than 20 years now. And it's so true over and over again. He says, you can teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. So what are you doing? What are they seeing you do? How are you aiming them at what you want them to, to come up like? You, you can't, you know, it doesn't work. You can say, you can say, I have faith that they're going to do the right thing. I have faith that they're going to make good choices. I have faith that I'm believing, I'm speaking to you, make good choices in Jesus' name, okay? You can do that, but, but what are you, what are you exemplifying to them or exemplifying to them when they leave? What did you do? What did you do? You can have faith that God will help you ace that test. Any students in here have tests or maybe adults that are in school or whatever. You can have faith out there that God's going to help you with that test. And you can say, Lord, please help me. Please help me ace this test. Please help me. You can speak it, but did you study? Did you put the work in so that you set yourself up for success? Did you get all the material? Did you go to class when you needed to? You can control if you study. You can control if you got all the materials. You can control um, if you're prepared for it. You can control if you got enough sleep tonight before, whether you ate Cheetos and Coke for dinner the night before, it's not going to put you in a, in a good position to be have your brain function the way that it needs to. I don't know about you, but now that I'm older, I'm doing everything I can to get my brain to function the way that it needs to so I can stay focused. So I'm like MCT oil in my coffee, you know, whatever, and anything that I can do to help, help those things. When you're young, you just think, oh, well, that's it. And so, um, yeah, so I won't, I won't go too far into that. But when you're young, you just like fly by the seat of your pants and you like think you can eat. And when I was on the way to school, I would just eat munchos and drink sundrop on the way to school and then wonder why I was crashing at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> I mean, you, you can't do that, okay? You can have faith that all of your bills are paid. You can pray and believe. But when you don't budget, when you don't save, when you spend more than you make... You know, you can not have enough money for rent and then say, hey, I'm just gonna, since I don't have money for rent, I might as well buy that stuff in my Amazon cart instead. (laughs) You know, you can't do that. You have to be able to, Um, control what you do by your faith. Put some works with it. Figure out how to work with your budget. Figure out all the things that that you need to do to put in place so that it sets you up for success, so that you have all your bills paid. You can't just hope it lasts until you're watching your bank account and stuff like that. A lot of people live from paycheck to paycheck. You can be like strict and over on this end with Dave Ramsey, everything, we save everything. And then you can be over here like, I don't know how much is in my bank account, but I hope nothing overdraws this week. You know, you can be on either side of that, but where do you want to be? Where is your faith? You can speak and you can say, Lord, please let that check show up in the mailbox. I didn't send nothing out for it, but let's just hope it shows up in Jesus' name. You can get that, hey, let's, let's let this scratch off, like work for me, Lord, in Jesus' name, let me win the lottery, <laughs> okay? So if you're, if you're not putting your faith out, you've got to do the work. You've got to put those things in. What did you do? What did you do? You can have your faith out there for a house and trust God for it. That's good. You can control if you put a down payment on a house. You can have faith for it. You can speak the right things, but position yourself. Meet with a mortgage broker. Find a good real estate agent. Figure out what your options are and see where you're at. And that way you have a goal to work towards and you don't just like, well, I just hope I can get one someday. I don't really know what all it takes, but I hope I can hand. You see, hope is the blueprint for faith. So hope is like, The blueprint, like you can see it on paper, it's a drawing, it's flat, but that's what hope is. But faith is seeing you walk through the house, you know what the color of the walls are, you can see it being built, you know what it looks like. Okay, so don't just hope for it, and don't just have faith for it, but you gotta do something. You have to have faith for it. All right, and so what did you do? Um, Also, if you can get a bad report from the doctor, you can have faith for healing, you should trust God for those things, but you have to put some works with it. You can get treatments that the doctor uh, says that you should have, and that's good. We have modern medicine, and, and there is nothing wrong with that. But we can we can walk in divine health, and it may be that um, you get a bad doctor's report, and he says, hey, you know, this. you won't have to take this medicine anymore. You won't have this issue anymore if you lose 30 pounds. And then we're like, Lord, just please, please let this carrot cake turned into carrot on the way down, <laughs> you know, just, Lord, help me with this. And sometimes we do that, but we're not putting our, um, our works with it, what we know to do and the knowledge that we have. And if you do that, you can control your diet. You can control what you put in your body to help bring healing to you. So, what did you do, okay? Because faith without works is dead, so I want to I want you to take a look at this video, this testimony, because this is really good. Somebody here, Vicki Griffin, in our in our um, congregation, she was here at eight o'clock service, and so I just want you to see her story and her testimony about this.
1: So I have been a member of Living Word Family Church for 25 years. One day, I called my husband and I said, "You need to." meet me at home and take me to the ER. They ran a CT scan and they saw a mass, a tumor in my abdomen. They decided um, that I would go through with the surgery and they would remove the softball sized tumor. And sure enough, there were three tumors. The third one they found was in just this hard place in my body that they could not get this tumor. When I woke up that day in the hospital and I asked God, how did I get here? I didn't hear any answer. I didn't hear anything. One day I was out walking in the park and he said, faith without works is dead. I went and looked at all the translations. The Message Bible was the one that really got to me. And it says, do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God, but then observe you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful? That's just great, demons do that, but what good does it do them? Use your heads. Do you suppose for a minute that you can cut faith and works into two and not end up with a corpse on your hands? got a covenant with God, but the one thing about that covenant, it's two sides. My doing had to line up with what I believed and what I was confessing because the type of cancer that I had pretty much came from a lot of sugar, just a horrible diet. They sent me home with uh, medication. And after much prayer, and after a lot of research, I made up my mind that I wasn't going to take it. Every time I would have a CAT scan, the tumor would, would shrink. And January 2023 will be three years, and there's no more cancer in my body. The work God has for me, I think, is beginning right now. God, no chance. Sometimes it, it hits me that I, I could have been that person that didn't make it. I made it. And it's just the beginning now. A friend of mine gave me a journal. He said, what are you going to write now? And I opened up to the first page, and I wrote the next chapter. Big
0: letters. Amen. So, Faith Without Works is dead. So this is your challenge for this week, and I I wanna encourage you to take it seriously and do something about it. Put one more fold in your paper. One more fold, one more thing this week. What can you do this week for someone to make your faith stronger? What can you do? That's your challenge for this week. And I wanna um, pray for all of you here as we close out this service. If You guys will stand with me. Now I just wanna pray that you'll connect with this challenge, That you'll, that you'll do that. You'll put one more fold in your paper this week. Then any distractions will be just kind of put to the wayside. And those things that you've been believing for, um, looking for, you know, uh, Vicki said, my believing and my doing had to line up with my confession and what I was saying. So your words also have so much power. It, it, it's it's um, part, uh, part of this as well. And if you come back next week, Pastor Micah is going to talk out about and you're going to find out how to use your words to win. So I encourage you to do that.